to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blandsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast was brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts The Bourbon Road is excited to have PintsAndBarrels.com as a sponsor of this episode, as well as our official custom apparel provider. Be sure to check out PintsAndBarrels.com and browse their ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and tonight it's Brian and I in the Bourbon Road Lounge. We're sort of hanging out, trying to catch up on a few samples we've gotten recently. Are you excited to get through this, Brian? I'm excited. All right. So we've we've had a couple of episodes on the road. We had a couple episodes together where we were at events. We had a great time. It's been a wonderful September and October. The leaves are falling, the weather's getting cooler, the higher proof bourbons, the higher rye bourbons, they're starting to look a little more yummier. What do you think? I think so. All right. So today we've got four whiskeys for you, and we've got a number of samples that came into us and a couple of whiskeys that caught our attention that we want to bring to your, well, to your attention today. And Kind of a reset, set back, relax, have a few bourbons, take a chill pill, have a good time. Man, I need it. I need it. It's been a long stretch. <laughs> it has been. And, you know, the last four or five days I've had family in town. Uh, they do like to drink bourbon, but they really like to drink beer. So I've been drinking <laughs> a lot of beer the last few <laughs> days. And it's kind of good to sit back with a couple of bourbons tonight. Just have a good time with you, Brian. I've kind of missed you just a little bit. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been what two weeks? It has been two weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. and we put out uh, our best effort at Bourbon on the Banks. Mm-hmm. We had a great time there, but uh, today we're going to drink through a few bourbons. We've got some, like I said, we got some samples in. But first, you know, one of the things that kind of grabbed our attention at the Kentucky Bourbon Festival this year was the big marketing effort put forth by Northern Kentucky. And the beeline mm-hmm. to sort of spotlight the whiskeys and the bourbons that are put out in northern Kentucky, which is okay, it's still the bourbon trail, but it's kind of at the at the far reaches of the bourbon trail, right? That's right. So they're kind of doing their own thing up there. And one of the distilleries up there that has always shined a big light on the bourbon business is New Riff. And I think you and I both have been big fans of New Riff for some time. I have been, and I think they do a great job with their selections, barrel selections, and allowing people to come up and and do that. And their experience is is great. And they're right there on the river, just across from Cincinnati. You know, they're not they're not a small operation. They they put out some volume. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, they're not Heaven Hill, but they do quite a bit of volume, and they've got kind of a flavor profile that sort of stands on its own a little bit, a little bit more of a high rye, something with a little bit of a bite, mm-hmm. kind of their own. They they walk their own line. Would you say? I would say so. Yeah. Well, tonight we've got the new riff Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and this is a bottle and bond whiskey. So it's going to be 100%. It's going to be minimum of four years old. Uh, and we're going to drink through this, let you know what we think about it. I think we've had it on the show before, but it has been, I'm going to say it's been probably a year and a half or two years since we've had this whiskey on the show. So I'm glad to bring it back again. Give all our new listeners a chance to hear our thoughts on it. Let's get straight to the whiskey, all Brian. Right. Cheers. Let's do it. Cheers. 
that has a nice, wonderful nose on it. That rye spice just pops, Mm -hmm. just pops on it. But for 100 proof, I don't get a lot of ethanol, not a lot of bite on the nose, but I do get that nice rye muffin, rye flavor. Yeah, the spice jumps out. And I do love the fact that there's not a lot of ethanol on there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it real nice. Now they have a number of expressions. They they do make a phenomenal rye. They're they're bottled and bond bourbon. It's just something, just a, their core product is just something special. And I'm ready to taste it. How about you? I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I mean, it's got a lot of rye. So it definitely has that uh Kind of that broad rice spice mouthfeel mm-hmm. to it. It's got a a little bit of a kind of a butterscotch note for me. So yeah. it, it, it kind yeah. of skips right past caramel and goes straight to butterscotch. Mm-hmm. A lot of oak, little vanilla. I would say that. Yeah, a little vanilla. But this, but at thirty percent. So the mash bill on this is. 65, 30, and 5. 65 corn, 30% rye, 5% malted barley. But the oak on this is really there. I mean, it's right up front. It is, and I like that. Yeah, I do too. Unfiltered, as I I would say as most whiskeys are, most bourbons are Mm -hmm. anymore. People have kind of found that uh, the bourbon drinkers, at least those that like to taste their whiskeys in the Hundred proof, proof and plus range are expecting their whiskeys mm-hmm. to be unfiltered, unchilled oh, yeah. filtered. Anyway, I remember the first time I saw the non-chilled filtered that I could really remember, and Four Roses was kind of the one that jumped out to me more than anything else. And that was, I don't know, probably seven, eight years ago. I was like, why have I not really paid attention to that before? But I think you're right. I mean, and it's a big deal. I think it it makes a big difference. I think for a long time, distilleries were fearful of the flocking that took place in bottles when they got cold. So, you know, you're a distillery, you're producing whiskeys at 90 proof, 85 proof, 86 proof, 80 proof, whatever it is. Um, And you ship those bottles to uh, distributors. And during the shipping process, they they find themselves getting cold, very mm-hmm. chilled. And uh, what happens is uh, they tend to flock or solids tend to come out of solution. They get kind of cloudy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not easy to get those back into solution. So when the bottles are sitting on the shelf and somebody looks at them, you got that cloudy look to them. Like nobody wants to buy a cloudy whiskey, right? <laughs> That's right. So it doesn't happen with uh, with whiskeys that are 95 proof and above. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. But the lower proofs tend to flock out a little bit like that in cold weather. But, you know, bourbon drinkers like you and I have come to know that um, non-chill filtered whiskeys, whiskeys that aren't passed through a chiller and then filtered to remove the flocking, uh, have a, a much more uh, velvety and thick and viscous mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. They're just better. They're just, I mean, altogether, they're just I agree. good. Yeah. Yep. So talking about cloudy. Yeah. And you just said beer. What do you think about cloudy beer? Well, you mean like a, like an IPA, like a oh, milkshake IPA? Like one of those get real, you know, you have a, it would appear to be a lighter, I guess uh, would amber be a good color to pick a lighter color, but you can see that it's a little bit cloudy. You can't see through the glass. Right. I was kind of surprised at how good some of those can be. And I know beer is such a wide range, but uh, you know, I think those are the ones that uh, stand out to me is when you're used to getting that Pilsner or something that comes to you and it's a little, you can see through the glass and you get one of those cloudy beers. It's like, wow. What should I expect here? You know, I never thought about it with the beers because I think in, I think with whiskeys, people feel like the liquid's a little more refined, mm-hmm. distilled. Therefore, it should be crystal clear, right? right? And uh, when it's not, they think something's wrong with it. Right. 
I don't think anything's wrong with it. I think if you drink it, you'll be perfectly pleased with it. Mm-hmm. But that look just sort of drives it, it people. Puts, well, and remember Copper and Kings, the, yeah. the conversation with absinthe, how the color changes uh, could happen with absinthe right. as well. Right. So, Yeah, the chlorophyll turns brown. Yeah. And that, yeah. nobody's going to like that. <laughs> well, anyway. It's just not pleasing to the eye. So the, the Kentucky... Um, Kentucky's kind of big. It seems like the bourbon territory is kind of central, northern, north central Kentucky, Louisville, Bardstown, Frankfurt, Lexington's kind of the core of the uh, sort of the bourbon scene. Northern Kentucky, in fact, New Ref is in Newport, Kentucky, mm-hmm. right on the river, just across the Ohio River from Cincinnati. Certainly, the bourbon trail extends to there, and there's a number of distilleries up there like uh, Boone County, Boone County, and yeah. others. But um, they kind of get they're kind of so far outside the main core of the bourbon trail that sort of they miss that uh, that flow of traffic a little bit. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. And it's you know I have friends when they come in, and that uh, one of them's a group of guys from North Carolina. They always, 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 always go to Northern Kentucky. They hit New Riff. I'm sure they hit some of the other ones, uh, Pensive. Um, and then you have the Neely family and some others that are kind of up that way. Up and that way, right. You get in the Mayfield area. You've got others. So, But that's yeah. way up the river. That, that's way up now the river. Now you're really scooting yeah. up the rivers. So if you fly into Cincinnati. Yeah. You're right in the heart of Northern Kentucky. You're right there. So why not go ahead and stop in and check out some of these distilleries and uh, New Riff, you're going to be happy. You stop in there. They're going to treat you right. You're going to have a good time. Yes, it's a great place. And there's a a fantastic liquor store right next door. Actually, they share a parking lot with just an amazing liquor store. And uh, yeah, you can walk into that place. There's going to be probably 200 bourbons on the shelf. It's just phenomenal. So I highly recommend folks, if you, if you are flying into the greater Cincinnati, uh, Northern Kentucky airport, definitely uh, take time to pop in uh, into Newport, check out mm-hmm. new riff. I, I, as you're driving towards, you know, the core of bourbon country, you're going to pass right by Boone County distillery. They're mm-hmm. pretty, pretty amazing. Oh yeah. And just, uh, Take a little dog lay there, hit Lexington. Yeah. Pop into a few places, James Pepper, other places down there, and then head east. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, head west. And uh, <laughs> my goodness, it's just nonstop distilleries. It really is. And there's there's some great, great places to stop in. And uh, you know, if you if you do the things that that Jim has been able to do here recently and and uh, travel the way that I would like to travel. Uh, here in the new future, near future, and and rent uh, an RV or something of that sort. How cool would it be to hit kind of that side of Kentucky that I would say most people don't think about? And you have a lot of opportunity to to see some cool things and stop into some distilleries that you may not always know that are in that area of the state. It's a fantastic area. Highly recommend people get up to northern Kentucky and uh, and check out the whiskey scene there. Check out Beeline. It is the uh, sort of northern Kentucky coalition of uh, restaurants, bars, and distilleries mm-hmm. that sort of sort of embrace the bourbon scene in that part of the country. Check them out. Uh, there's uh, there's probably a half a dozen good distilleries up there that make great product. New Riff is definitely a shining star in that area. I love this whiskey. I, I really like it a lot. I mean, it's got great character. Mm-hmm. It has a, a great spicy core to it. Good, solid butterscotch feel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, bottled and bond. Anybody who's making a bottle and bond whiskey is doing it right. Yeah, I, I agree. I love the bottle and bond. And New Riff has done a great job. They have. Like I said, I have some great picks. From New Riff, I have one uh, from my friends in North Carolina, Pig and Pickle. I have, uh, I had, well, I don't know where I got this bottle, but I had one that was uh, called Fat Boys. Fat Boys, and uh, that was really good as well. Really good. Awesome. 
Well, Brian, it's good to have you back. It's great to get through that first whiskey of ours here. We've got another whiskey coming up, and it's one that you're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, this is a sample that we received in. It's probably come in a couple of weeks ago. We haven't got around to it until now. But won't you tell folks what's in our second glass today? Well, so this one, actually, we had some weeded bourbons on, I believe, last time I was on. So uh, this one's going to fall right in that same uh, same discussion there. This is from Heaven Hill, and this is the uh, Bernheim Barrel Proof Kentucky Straight Wheat Whiskey B923. So we did have the Bernheim Wheat Whiskey on a few weeks back, and I think on that show we were kind of highlighting wheat whiskeys. But we this were. is this in particular is something that probably a lot of people haven't had, right? Which mm-hmm. is the barrel proof version of it. That's right. And so they had they had one that was released in February of of this year, twenty twenty three. So this one was just kind of hit the shelves in September. The B nine twenty three. One of the things about this is that it's got such a deep rich color to it this is something that's you know when you think of a kind of a straight wheat whiskey you don't think of something that's going to have a lot of deep dark amber color to it but this is mahogany mm-hmm. and what's the proof on this brian so the proof on this is uh 120.6 okay this is uh it's got a little bit of heft to it <laughs> awesome well they sent us a sample we i think we got a a uh, 275 from them or at least less than a full fifth mm-hmm. of whiskey from them but it's certainly enough for us to sample oh, taste yeah. and, and know what we're thinking so cheers cheers wow the nose is so awesome on that i don't get 120 no i don't either not at all i fully expected to get hit with a big punch when wow. i put it to my nose and it didn't happen i mean there is no ethanol to me at all on this nose. No, it's so light and smooth and soft. Kind of a like a, a super light kind of fruity nose on it. I'm almost having trouble figuring out a particular fruit. I get I this fruity waft to it, but I, I it's not like, is it strawberry or... It's just so yeah. It's so subtle. I would hmm. never ever guess this to be 120 proof. I putting it to my nose, I would I would be like, oh, this is 85 or 90, right? Oh yeah, no, it it definitely does not come across as a 120. Just a tad bit of spice to it, but man, you can definitely tell it's a barrel spice. It's definitely not from any kind of a a spicy grain or anything mm-hmm. like that. This is just soft, sweet. Lightly floral, a little bit of fruitiness to it. Almost like a juicy fruit. Oh, juicy fruit gum. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers. Ready to taste it. Cheers. Okay. So it's a different animal on the palate altogether. Not overly sweet. Cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon, oak. Uh, not a lot of super sweetness on it. I expected it to be sweeter than this, and it's Mm-mm. not. I mean, I just get I get a lot of cinnamon. Yeah, a lot of cinnamon. This is so it went from like juicy fruit gum on the nose to like uh, big red on the palate, mm-hmm. almost like a a total uh, change. The over. Uh, yeah, like red hot or you know the the big red chewing gum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Always. Whenever I hear Big Red, I always get tied up with the Big Red drink, yeah. which is nothing like the bubble gum. Going back to the nose, it's mm. just like soft and subtle and unassuming. You take a sip on the palate. It, you know, the, the palate is so different from the nose. Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. I think you could really, you could have some fun with this one with friends. You could really throw people uh, it's a, it's a curveball, no doubt, from the nose to the palate. Yeah, if you were trying to catch somebody in a tasting and uh, and try to get them to name the proof or name the distillery or name the, ex- oh, even name the category of whiskey this is, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think from the nose, there's no way you're going to get this. And if you do, by the time you taste it, you'll be like, no, that's not right. There's no way. Because this is definitely a Jekyll and Hyde kind of whiskey here. I mean, what do you think about this being a weeded on the palate? Like, I just. It sizzles the front of the tongue mm -hmm. a little bit. It's got a good bite mid palate. It settles in on the back. It's got a great deal of oak and spice on the back end. The spice is more of a cinnamon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the impression stays on the mid palate is like a, it's a pretty, I don't know, I'm not going to say spicy, but it's a pretty cinnamon hot whiskey, mm -hmm. right? It really is. And, and the nose is no way no. telling you that's going to happen. It's a long finish, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there is nothing short about this finish at all. Absolutely. I, I'd say it's really good. It's a little bit, uh, I mean, confusing. If you like the nose to match the palate, if you like the nose to be a good indication of what's coming when you taste it, this is not your whiskey. Um, if you like things that surprise you and take you by surprise, mm -hmm. hey, this could be it. <laughs> yeah, it. this is a good one. Because it is a good whiskey. It's a good sipping whiskey. No, I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't mean to take anything away from it because I, I think it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, and and I do. I really I like cinnamon. I like the red hots. I like uh, the big red chewing gum. I like all that kind of stuff. So this uh, this is really really good. So did Heaven Hill have any tidbits of information on this particular product to to let us know what they thought about it? Well, so they didn't really share a whole lot. Uh, you know, the mash bill is 51% wheat, 37% corn, and 12% malted barley. Aged between seven and nine years. Okay, so it's a well-aged whiskey. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's 120.6 proof. You know, I guess I could probably take a look back and see what the release in February was like of this year, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that it was probably nothing like this. Yeah. This is unique. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a whiskey that'll take you by surprise. Mm -hmm. I would, first of all, if I was tasting this blind, I'm going to say the last thing I would guess it to be is a, is a Bernheim wheat whiskey. By taking the nose, I would say it's a little soft. It could be a weeded bourbon, but uh, I would never guess it to be 120 proof. I'd probably guess it in the 90 proof range. And then you taste it, and it that's where it reveals itself mm -hmm. as kind of a cinnamon bomb. Uh, definitely starts tasting a little bit more like 120 proof whiskey mm -hmm. and uh, totally different. Then it's it definitely is Jekyll and Hyde. No, there's there's no doubt about it. And well, one other thing about this one, the the suggested retail is sixty four ninety nine. Uh huh. So, I mean that that's really not bad. Like I think it's one you would pick up all day long. Yeah, you know, a one hundred twenty proof whiskey in the seven to nine year range from a big boy distillery, mm -hmm. sixty bucks. Yeah. There you go. And Heaven Hill, they just, they do a great job. They do. Absolutely. Fantastic job. Well, you know, we, we kind of neglected wheat whiskeys for a while. I would say we, you know, we probably in, in 370 episodes, we have had less than two episodes re relating to wheat whiskeys. I think we've caught up a little bit. We've mm -hmm. got a couple of episodes here in the last month that have sort of touched on them. My general take on this is um if you haven't had a, a wheat whiskey you should definitely try one uh if you haven't had a barrel proof wheat whiskey it's a surprise at least from heaven Hill. oh yeah and uh, you probably ought to give it a shot at the very least get a pour in a bar give it a shot mm -hmm. find a friend who has a bottle <laughs> that's right visit the distillery down in bardstown and it's a great place to visit it absolutely is brian i'm i'm kind of looking forward to during the break here to just sipping through this oh. and talking a little bit about, more about it with you. But uh, I want to thank heaven Hill for sending us this sample. It's always nice to receive uh, a bottle from heaven Hill. You mm -hmm. always know it's going to be a great surprise. 
And uh, we look forward to the next one. So cheers, folks. Stick around. We'll be right back. We got two more whiskeys and a great, well, another 30 minutes. Cheers. Cheers. gift Blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered all of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels specializing in barrel aged potent treats they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup honey and coffee find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover cigar connoisseur avid coffee drinker and Blanton's fan want to win an authentic Blanton's barrel head Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. If you're a bourbon drinker, and I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to head over to pintsandbarrels.com and check out the ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Pints and Barrels Company was started by bourbon lovers for bourbon lovers. From spices to t-shirts, you'll find the perfect bourbon gift. Pints and Barrels proudly supports the bourbon road and invites you to visit pintsandbarrels.com. Do you need a custom apparel or swag for your bar, distillery, maybe even your bourbon society? They can do that too. As a matter of fact, they print our apparel. We're so happy with the quality and fast turnaround. Pintsandbarrels.com, the ultimate bourbon lover's gift shop and branding specialist. All right, friends, we are back. We had a great break there. Brian and I sipped on that that high-proof Bernheim. My goodness. (laughs) We had to slow down a little bit. It that's a hot and spicy booger isn't it it really is yeah wow <laughs> we managed to get through it and uh and you know what it's it's a it's quite the animal of its own mm-hmm. uh we i think we called it jekyll and hyde a little bit of uh right. chimera you know there we go yeah, yeah. chimera there we go yeah. <laughs> um it definitely the nose and the palate don't match on it uh, but it's an interesting pour. It's definitely at a high proof, 120. You know, as far as wheat whiskeys go, that's probably the uh, the tip of the iceberg for spicy hot wheat mm. whiskeys. But the nose would you would never guess it. Never get it. All right. So we're starting this half with uh, with another whiskey, Brian. You're going to talk a little bit about this one. People kind of know we've been on a little bit of a Georgia whiskey kick here lately. <laughs> and uh and this is another whiskey from Georgia. This is one that was sent to us uh a few weeks back and uh I'm delighted to get a chance to taste it because their rye whiskey and their bourbon whiskey uh that we took to bourbon on the banks was it was very Sma- popular. Smash hit. Smash hit, definitely. Yep. And uh so here we have another whiskey from them and uh well, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so this is the 2023 Double Oak, and this is a limited release, only about 3,200 bottles uh, released. Uh, The allocation is in Georgia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas, and this is one of the darker. It's chocolate brown. I mean, it it is dark on dark. Why don't, you, why don't you tell everybody what the distillery is? So, yeah, 13th Colony. 13th Colony. That's right. Definitely a fan favorite for it, us. It is. And, it, you know, everything they put out that, that we've had that we've been able to share with folks, like they they love it. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. So 13th Colony, 2023 Double Oak. And uh, this is a 10-year. And we're going to go up a few notches here on the ladder for proof. We're going to go ahead and raise this up to 136.8. Oh, my goodness. Dangerously close to hazmat. <laughs> We're getting <right>. there. <laughs> yeah, this is – I was trying to think back at the the highest proof that I've had recently, and I can't really remember 
Uh, but I always kind of judge high proof on, uh, unfortunately for some folks, the, the uh, planting straight from the barrel. So I've had that as high as 133.4, but I can't say that I recall too many getting up into 136, 137, 140. Uh, we're we're up there. Yeah, we are. I'm excited to try it. This is a very dark chocolate, dark mahogany, <laughs> dark whiskey. It's beautiful in the Glencairn. Oh, it is. And uh, I'm very excited to try this. And thank you, 13 Colony, for sending us a sample of this. We're going to review it and we're going to talk about it truthfully. Cheers, Brian. Cheers. Oh my goodness, mm. the nose on that is. Just one. I'm just going to say maple, maple, cherry, cherry, maple, mm. deep, dark, rich. This is a 10 year old. You said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every bit of 10 year old. Yep. It reminds me a little bit of like, uh, the richness you get out of a Weller 12. Just wonderful. But my goodness, just. Caramel, butterscotch, maple, cherry, just deep, dark, oak, and rich, and very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I would have guessed this over 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, from the appearance, the nose is, is fantastic. I mean, the nose definitely says 136. Yeah, it does. And but it doesn't singe like singe mm-hmm. the nose hairs or anything. No, it's just no. like this, you know, this is a real big, bold whiskey. This mm-hmm. is something you're gonna really enjoy tasting. This is something that would uh complement even the most uh, aggressive cigar. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, cheers. I'm gonna taste cheers. it. Oh my gosh, that is so good. This reminds me of a George T. Stag. It mm-hmm. is really good. It's every bit of 136. Yeah, not at Stag Jr. This is a right, George right. T. Stag. Yep. Wow. Mm. So wonderful. I mean, for me, I still get the like the maple, uh, caramel. Those really come out strong. Yeah, some of the chocolatey <laughs> notes are starting to come in on it, though. It's a little bit of that uh, those chocolate bitters, those cocoa nibs. Um, it definitely has that darker, deeper, richer um, chocolatey cocoa flavor to it. Oh, my goodness. This is a wonderful whiskey. Can we get a bottle of this? Is there any of this around? This is really good. Well, I believe on the 13 Colony site, it says that this one is sold out online, but you can get it in stores. So at the distillery, you can't get it anymore. They've sold out. Oh, my goodness. So if you're in the, well, Georgia, Arkansas, Tennessee area, I bet you could get it in Tennessee. Yeah. So this is available online, though, right? Drizzly, um, seal box. Seal box, yep. What's what's the price on a bottle of this? Well, so, that you know, I had a little trouble trying to find that. Of course, we have the folks that like to charge a little more for it. Okay, so when, when a bottle sells out quickly mm-hmm. or it has uh, sort of a great reception early on and it becomes very hard to put your hands on mm-hmm. price tends to climb a little bit in the that's right at, at the online stores mm-hmm. so what what is the range that you've I be, seen i bet that uh based on what i've seen on my research you're looking anywhere from 80 dollars all the way up to 300 400 any indication on what the msrp is on this i would assume it's closer to eight the retail price from what i'm finding is supposed to be seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, so it's an eighty dollar bottle out of the box, but it's had such a great reception that it it's selling out quickly. Mm-hmm. 
So if, if you're in the distribution area for this whiskey and you find it on the shelf and it's anywhere in the, I would say it personally, I'm going to say if it's anywhere in the 80 to 120 range, I'm going to tell you to snap it up. Go ahead and get it. I would. Yeah, this is really Don't good. wait because, you know, limited release. You're not going to get it again. How many bottles were there? Uh, 3,200. 3,200 yep. bottles. These guys at 13th Colony are killing it. They're really killing it. Georgia Stillery's in general, are just Mm -hmm. nailing it, right? And this is a wonderful whiskey. We've got to get down there, Brian. Wow. Oh, yeah. I think we need another Georgia road trip. I need a road trip. You need a road trip. I need just a a road trip. Well, we should do it. We should. uh, I tell you what we need to do. We need to get two tickets to Atlanta. Get us a rental car. Mm-hmm. We need to hit Americas. We need to hit uh, Coming. We need to hit Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We need to go back to our favorite spots. Georgia is killing it right now. And this is a great whiskey. 3,200 bottles is not enough, 13th Colony. You no. need to make more of this stuff. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think I think they've been on the show now three or four times over the last year. Mm-hmm. It's always been uh, amazing, the product that they put out, and uh, they just need to step up and uh, and make more volume. I think this is good stuff. I'm just looking and really appreciating the coating. Yeah, on my glass. I mean, I haven't seen. I tell you what, I haven't seen a whiskey this dark. Since Old Forester 1910. Yeah. This is about oh, what yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. like, right? I mean, it's You're really right. a deep, dark, chocolatey amber color on this. I remember when you turned me on in 1910. That was, I don't know how many years ago, but we were at Churchill together. Yeah. And we ran that suite. Oh, and yeah, you we- said, let's get this. And then you're like, well, the 1920 is pretty good, too. Let's. <laughs> what, so we we ordered something. I can't remember. I remember what it was. We did order like a bottle of the Old Forester 19 something. I mean, I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. We ordered a bottle of Old Forester for the suite, but they were out of it. That's so right. they comped us the bottle of 1910 as an apology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we made it go away pretty quick, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> that was great. Oh, it was so good. What a great day at the track. Oh, and man. today is uh, opening day of fall meet. Wow. I wish I could have been there today. Caneland wrapped up, and now we're moving on to Churchill. Yep. And here we go. It is horse raisin season. <laughs> awesome. Brian, this is a great whiskey. Yes, it I, is. I have gotten so excited about these guys. I tell you what, there's three distilleries right now. They're just darlings of mine in Georgia. And uh, I hope our listeners aren't getting tired of hearing it, but uh, Legends Distillery, ASW mm-hmm. Distillery, and 13th Colony, they're just killing it. So why, why do you think Georgia is doing so good? Like, what what's going on down there for these guys to be having this much success and to continue to put out just phenomenal releases? Well, I think they're... Their consumer base is demanding. I think they expect mm-hmm. high quality whiskey. And in order for them to be successful in their area, they have to produce high quality whiskey. And it's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, you don't have to be in Kentucky uh to make great whiskey. Uh we've we've learned that over and over again. Colorado's got some great whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Uh certainly Washington State does, Texas does. Uh, next week we're going to Iowa. We'll be in Iowa wow. next week. We'll be tasting some great whiskeys from Iowa. And uh, you know what? That they just need to. If if you don't produce a top quality, delicious whiskey, you're not going to be in business very long. And that's right. The, the guys in Georgia just are doing it right. They're just mm-hmm. doing it right. So amazing. This is such good mm. stuff. We actually have another Georgia whiskey coming up next. It's not a bourbon, though, folks. Just uh, yep. Uh, we'll uh, we'll give you a, an upfront hint there. It's going to be something a little, little bit off the wall, but we wanted to treat you to a new special whiskey that we've gotten in recently, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll have that here in just a few. But I just want to savor this. 
so they, rich. It's yeah, rich. It is really good. One more time, Brian. What's the price? What are the states they can get it in? I know everybody can't get it, but it is available online. So what's the price? $80 retail? Retail is $79.99. Okay. You're probably going to pay a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what are the states it's available in? Georgia, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas. Okay. Man, I feel like Texas always gets the love in the they distribution, don't they? always get the love. They always get the love. Yeah. Texas and Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Well, Washington, D.C., you got to take care of our politicians, right? I guess so. Uh, yeah. There you go. And then uh, and then the price is, like you said, is $80. But what are they going to pay for it on, uh, let's say, uh, Sealbox? Well, uh, Sealbox, I believe, was 120 Okay. Yeah, so I mean, you're you know, if you if you find the right store and you're in Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, or Arkansas, you know, you're probably going to get a a pretty good price there. Uh, excuse me, let me back up. Sealbox was actually two hundred. Two hundred. That's pushing it for me just mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because any times you're more than double uh, MSRP. Mm-hmm. You kind of got me scratching my head a little well, bit. Well, and, you know, how easy would it be for us to jump in the car and drive down to Tennessee real quick and hit a couple stores and, and probably find it? Sure. But if you're listening to us and you're in Nebraska, mm-hmm. you're probably like, well, I can't do that. That's right. Uh, do I drop 200 on this? <sighs> you know, I don't know if I would or not. It's awful good, though. It is. Well, and it's, it's also limited. So. Yeah. You know, you you can get it, and you can get it now and soon, or you may not ever get it. And if you find it down the road, you're going to be paying more than two hundred in most cases. All right. Well, you know your own pocketbook, folks. If this is something that uh, you've heard us talk about it and taste it, if it's piqued your interest and you think you just got to have it, you know your own wallet. That sense of urgency. Own, you make your own decision. Yeah. Uh, personally, I don't think I would drop two hundred, but it's awful delicious. I, I would definitely drop 120. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. 200 on any bottle of whiskey is going to be a lot for yeah. me. Um, You know, I, I'd like to be in that 70 to 120 on the high end. Yeah. Uh, 80 bucks MSRP, the price mm-hmm. that 13th Colony put on it. Buy, buy, buy all, all day, day long. long. I yeah. absolutely would. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. Uh, but as the price goes up, as the scarcity goes up and mm-hmm. it's harder to get, um, I don't know where I'd draw the line. In fact, I don't think I could tell anybody what to pay and what not to pay. It's really entirely up to you. Personally, I would go to 120. I probably wouldn't go to 200. How do you feel? I, I agree with that. You know, I again, I like to, when I purchase whiskey, I don't like to get too out of control. Yeah. And I like it to be in in my sweet spot. If it's over my sweet spot, I'm going to drink it at a bar. I'm going to taste it. I'm going to, you know, find friends that I can let them taste some cool things that I have, and maybe they'll let me taste something cool that I'd like to try. So yep. there's a lot of ways to uh, to enjoy whiskey without having to purchase something that's a little bit out of your price range. Yeah. Well, here's the takeaway, folks. Keep your eye on 13th Colony. Keep your eye on Georgia in general, but definitely keep your eye on 13th Colony. They're putting out some excellent product, and this is a good example of an exceptional product that they put out. I would uh, I would highly recommend that uh, you put them on your watch list. Go on their website. If they have a sign-up there that uh, to get notifications on releases, I would definitely go on and sign up for it. Uh, they're bourbon. Whiskey in general, their rye whiskey in general, excellent, wonderful. Mm-hmm. We love it. It's so good. Uh, their special release here, the 3,200 mm-hmm. bottles of uh, of this double oaked whiskey that came out, just fantastic, mm-hmm. wonderful. So keep an eye on 13th Colony, folks. All right. Brian, I just want one last sip. I've got a little sip left. All right. I'm enjoying it. Cheers. One more time. (laughs) Cheers.
Yum, yum. So, so mm. good. All right. So next on our list, uh, another Georgia distillery, another Georgia darling. Just so happens Georgia's kicking butt in the NCAA this year, Brian. And even without their star tight end. What do you think about that? Well, you weren't very happy <clears throat> the other the other week when yeah, uh, when well, they were. Yeah. As a Kentucky fan, yeah. typically the middle of the season, you don't enjoy a whole lot. And that's because you're in the meat yeah. of your schedule. You know, you have to play Georgia. Yeah. You have to play Florida. You have to play Tennessee. You have to play Alabama or one of those schools. So Georgia is kicking butt. Yeah, they just it, played Florida. And I like I like Georgia. Out yeah. of all the schools in the SEC, that is a, one of the schools I can get down with. Except on the weekend they're playing Kentucky, right? That, that's that's a, that's <laughs> the one exception. Um, I really like Georgia during basketball season. It's usually a couple easy wins. You get them in the tournament, it's usually three easy wins. But in football, those guys, Kirby Smart, one of the best coaches ever, fantastic person. But you're right, that tight end, Brock Bowers. He's unreal. Watch out in NFL. When he gets there, uh, he's going to be on my fantasy team. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching a little bit. I mean, I watched today. I watched a little bit of the, or yesterday, I should say. Watched a little bit of the the Georgia-Florida game. Watched uh, a little bit of uh, Louisville playing Duke. Mm -hmm. That was a blowout. I I heard Louisville looked pretty good. I, I don't. Watch those games, but I heard it went well for I was Louisville. surprised to see, you know, them shut down what is normally a pretty damn good defense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, unreal. Just uh, a lot of great things happening in Kentucky in football mm-hmm. this year. I know both teams haven't had uh, all the bright, shining mm-hmm. thumbs up that they should have had, yeah. but but I think it's a pretty good year One for Kentucky. One of our friends down at Western Kentucky, they, they do a great job, and – Eastern Kentucky, man, those guys, they just win. They win in their conference, and they are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so good. So so much fun. I I, I really enjoy a good game. And we haven't, other than the, the week or so ago, we sat in the bar and watched the games on the television. We haven't had a chance to really sit down and enjoy a game together. No, we haven't. We need to do and, that. And we need to do it. And it shouldn't be the Kentucky-Louisville game. You know, that that is it's kind of like politics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk about that game with a whole lot of people. <laughs> it, whether we win, lose, or draw, there there's so many uh so many things that go on. And when I started my own company here in Kentucky, I always told my clients, we can talk about anything you want to. Yeah. But we're not talking to Kentucky Louisville. Yeah. Because I knew most of my <laughs> most of my clients were Louisville fans and I said, let's just let's leave that on the table. Yeah. Well, thank goodness, Brian, that I'm not a fan of any one team. I'm not a I'm not a Cardinal fan. I'm not a Kentucky not fan. Not a Buckeye fan. I'm at not all, a Buckeye or? fan. No, I just like watching good competitive football mm-hmm. games, and um, I'll cheer for whoever you know. I, put it this way: if I'm watching a football game today and there's a Kentucky team playing, mm-hmm. I'll cheer for. That's them. your team. I'll cheer for them absolutely. Uh, but if it's Kentucky and Louisville cheering. I mean, playing, I'm not sure. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what I'm going to choose, but. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't hurt my feelings if you said Louisville. Yeah. All right, Brian. So next in our glass is a whiskey. It's not a bourbon. Uh, but this whiskey is not quite as mm-hmm. dark as the last no, one. it's not. But it is, it does have a good amber color to it. So this is another Georgia whiskey. This is out of Atlanta. This is ASW Distillery. They were on the show a couple of weeks back. And uh, this particular whiskey is uh, is what you call an Irish pot still whiskey. But you can't really call it an Irish whiskey unless it's made in Ireland legally. Just like you can't call a bourbon a bourbon. Unless it's made in the United States. Irish style. Irish style. This is an yep. Irish style whiskey. It's uh, it's made in the style of single pot still whiskey. There's a little bit of a story behind that. And if you listen to past episodes where we've had single pot still whiskeys on, you're already familiar with this fact. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it again to those who are not familiar with it. 
A single pot still Irish whiskey is kind of a category of its own. And it came about a couple hundred years ago when the Irish people were being taxed by England because England uh, was, uh, well, was basically in charge, let's just say. Being being England. That's right. They were being England. And the Irish people uh, were subservient to the king of England and the king of England decided that he wanted to tax the Irish people. And the best way to tax them was to tax their whiskey. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, their whiskey was made from malted barley. Well, he said, well, if I'm going to tax their whiskey, the best way to do that is to tax them on the amount of malted barley that they have. Well, the Irish people are actually kind of smart. And they figured a way around it. And what they decided was, is that, well, we could probably make whiskey out of non-malted barley, too. At least a portion of it. So they started making whiskey out of a combination of malted barley and unmalted barley. Only paying tax on the malted barley. So it reduced the tax significantly. And it made their whiskey cheaper to make. And the result of that was a single pot still Irish whiskey. And it became so common... And throughout the country that it became a new category and it actually became actually a flavor profile that the Irish people preferred. Well, we're now making this in the United States. It's called an Irish style whiskey. and It's made by a number of distilleries in the U.S. And it's called a single pot still Irish whiskey. This one is triple distilled. This comes from ASW Distillery in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you listen to a past episode, you know they have three separate locations in Atlanta. This particular whiskey is uh, 49% alcohol, 98 proof, which is a little bit high for an Irish whiskey or an Irish-style whiskey. It's called Druid Hill. It is made in the U.S., but it's made with barley and malt from South Ireland. So in a, I, I, basically, this is a, an Irish malt whiskey, but made in the U.S. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Druid Hill. Out of ASW Distillery, Atlanta, Georgia. Cheers, Brian. Cheers. Now, that's a different animal. Oh, it's so nutty and fruity at the same time. Just shy of 100 proof. Mm. Malted barley all day long. A little bit of nut and fruit. Fruit. Uh, what is the fruit? Like a pear. It's pretty pretty sweet. For me, it's sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. It's it's kind of like a. Would be like a fig. It definitely has kind of a fig flavor to it. Um, I always feel like you know the the fig the fig Newton uh, type flavor profile separates itself a little bit for me. Uh, I do get that, but that doesn't mean that it's right. I mean, we just we're coming off at one thirty six, so I could be a little, a little shaky here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got a little bit of like a like a vanilla, sugar vanilla flavor to it. It's kind of a maybe like a creamy, like a creme brulee mm, kind mm. of thing. Um, it does have a little bit of fruit to it, but it would be a lighter fruit, like a pear or a peach. No, not a peach. More like a pear, I think. Um, just really, like, light, succulent. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a good you know, going, s- soft whiskey. Going back to the nose, I thought like it was so pleasant. You know, when you and and I really enjoyed that uh, 13th Colony, but when you're coming off of that and you really want something that's a nice transition. Yeah. A little bit lower proof. The nose on this was so pleasant. It was like, okay, like this is this is the right transition and uh, not overpowering. It's sweet. Uh, But you can definitely tell. It's a little, little bit different. It's off the beaten path from what we think, you know, from the normal whiskey bourbon uh, profile. Yeah. You know, I was saying earlier, that like uh, I was saying it was nutty, 
But the more I think about it, it's more like um, more like a pumpkin seed mm. instead. Like you know what I mean? Like a light kind of a yeah. Mm. I mean, like like a pumpkin seed or a sunflower seed. You know, this this is another little tangent here, but every time around this year, around this time of year. You know, we're looking at Halloween. We're looking at all the fall festivals and all the fun stuff. Well, pumpkins are right there. Every time I see a beer that is a pumpkin beer, I get so excited. Do you? (laughs) I do. I get excited. And every time I drink one, I am so disappointed. And I fall for the trap every single year and what's the trap i mean that you think pumpkin and beer should go together and uh, they don't really go together it's, i mean it's the time of year there's a place that and i won't name it and i won't name the beer but there's a place that we go as a family every year it's the same same brewery same release and i'm like it's gonna be good this year yeah go in grab it and i'm like oh first first drink like, why did I do that again? So let me ask you. Like five years in a row. Have you had a pumpkin beer you like? I haven't. So do you think maybe it's just like there's not a pumpkin beer you're going to like? I think it's probably time to give up. Yeah. But there's that there's that eternal hope yeah. that it's going to be okay and uh, just doesn't seem to work out. Yeah. Well, I think I think Irish style whiskeys are a nice uh, side road to take, folks. For me, it is something that I really enjoy. Irish pot still whiskeys like Talnua, mm. um, they're just delightful. They're wonderful. They're soft. They do have that kind of nutty quality to them. A little bit of uh, a little bit of fruitiness to them, uh, but you know they're they're altogether different from a Scotch or a traditional Irish whiskey. Really, the, not as much peat. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just they're just wonderful, mm-hmm. tastefully done, uh, delightful whiskeys. And I would say, uh, if you get a chance to try an Irish single pot still whiskey, and that's that's really the key here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changes the flavor profile. Yeah, and it's something to try. This particular one here is triple distilled. It's a it's an Irish style single pot still whiskey out of ASW Distillery in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I think they've done it justice. I think they've done a great job in producing it. Um, it is something that's right around sixty dollars a bottle, so fair price, mm-hmm. and uh, it's wonderful. It's really good. ASW has a great distribution. I can't name off all the states, but they have a, a nice, decent distribution of their whiskeys, and I would highly recommend people give them a shot. This one in particular is, uh, well, I would I would rank it right up there with Taunua, and they've been on the yeah. show a couple of times, too. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. It's good stuff, yeah. I just like, uh, I really like the flavor profile on this one. I like how easy it's a very smooth, easy drink. Yep. So if you're looking for something that uh, isn't going to be too overpowering, this is a nice, nice smooth drink to have. And a hot, hot Atlanta night. Uh, oh yeah, hot Atlanta night. Absolutely. My goodness, this would be good. This is Bra- a Braves game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, I think ASW partners with the Braves on a number of their releases. So. Wow. They're not going to partner on the Irish style whiskey, but <laughs> but if 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 you need something a little bit different one night at a Braves game, I would say oh, definitely yeah. grab this one. That'd be pretty cool if there was a bottle with the Braves logo on it. Yeah. I don't know if they have any of those, but I know I would love to have one of those on my liquor cabinet. So Brian, you got a friend that's playing in the that's managing in the major leagues now, right? I do. I have a friend that uh, is the bench coach for the Cubs currently. And uh, he's held a number of positions and and played in the the big leagues and played the minor leagues and uh, just fantastic guy. His name's Andy Green. And, uh, you know, as we talk about so many of the distilleries that just do it the right way, Andy just does it the right way. 
he does not sacrifice uh, his beliefs or who he is for anybody at any time. Uh, and I'm, I'm always proud of him. I talked to him last week and, uh, you know, it's so cool to have those people in your life that you can just always say, you know what? I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I'm just proud of you. Yeah. And, uh, and I've been blessed. I have so many people like that in my life, but man, from the time that I watched him in, uh, Babe Ruth baseball all the way through high school to he's the all-time hits leader at the University of Kentucky. And then when he played minor leagues, I was there the first year he played minor leagues, got to watch him. When he got called up, I flew straight up to Baltimore to be there with him. He didn't play, but then, uh, you know, just watched him all the way through every level and how much fun. Like, wow. That's pretty cool stuff. Super fun. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, ASW Distillery, Atlanta, Georgia, definitely should be on your radar if you're traveling up and down I-75 through Atlanta. If you get into Atlanta on business, definitely take a minute, head out to uh, one of their locations, three locations in Atlanta. Check them out. Uh, they just have uh, they have a real eye on quality, a great selection of spirits. I. Th- I want to say they're going to have uh, six or seven whiskeys in their uh, in their portfolio. Uh, they've got, uh, in particular right now, they've got that um, Toasted series that's just mm. amazing. And they are partnering. partnering. I love Toasted. Don't they're, you love Toasted? I do. I do. Love I absolutely them. love it. And they are partnering with the Braves on their Toasted series. Mm. So they've got one out. It was on a ep- couple episodes back. It's just a, a a great expression. So definitely check them out. Brian, I have had such a good time today. It's good time for us to get back together and mm-hmm. uh, sort of reset, have a few whiskeys, catch up on our samples that have come in. That's right. And uh, we're getting ready to head back out on the road here real soon. A couple mm-hmm. of Iowa distilleries in our sites. We've got an author and a book coming on real soon. That'll be fun. It will really that be one- fun is right up my alley yeah i know it is i know it is i <laughs> you and i are going to have fun with that so folks we got a lot of great stuff coming up make sure you stick with us uh brian where can people find us on the internet so you can find us on facebook instagram sometimes on tiktok not not as much as we would like to be but we're gonna we're gonna get that going at some point twitter and uh, we have our Facebook group, the Bourbon Roadies. The Bourbon Roadies. Definitely check out the Bourbon Roadies, folks. It's a private Facebook group. We've got about 3,200 members. Come on, check us out. Just search on Facebook for the Bourbon Roadies. Uh, if you choose to join, you'll get hit with three different questions. Do you like bourbon? Uh, do you understand you're getting yourself into a bourbon group, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what we are. Do you agree to play nice? Because we don't want anybody in there just uh, chopping anybody off at the knees That's for right. what they're drinking. Just have fun. Everybody likes what they like. Don't mm-hmm. uh, don't slam anybody for what they're drinking. Come in and have a good time. Don't get mad at me when I mix Diet Coke with my pappy. Do you do that? No, I don't. I didn't think so. But if you did, <laughs> people should leave you alone. Because it's right. your pappy, right? That's right. I bought it. Absolutely. All right, well, we do a show every single week on Wednesdays. We'll have somebody on. We'll have a guest on. We'll have a, a music artist or something. You know, we'll have a good time. We'll talk about a distillery. Tonight, we've had some samples on. It's just Brian and I. But every week, it's a great show. We're having a good time. We're giving you the information you need to choose what whiskey you should be drinking next. Definitely make sure you scroll up to the top of that app you're listening to us on. Hit that subscribe button so that every single week you'll get a notification saying, Jim and Brian, them two jokers, they've got another show out. I need to listen to it. We'd love to have you every single week. Brian, we have a website too, right? We do. And we sell a little bit of swag on there. Thebourbonroad.com. And we do have some swag. And you know those Bourbonista shirts? Unreal. You talk about hot. Yeah. They are selling like crazy. They were big at uh, Bourbon on the Banks. And I'll tell you what, they're they're solid. They are. 
We got the new uh, bourbon flag shirt, which is uh, mm-hmm. bourbon is 100% American. Love They've been it. going good. We got our Glen Cairns and our decanters and our flasks and all that good stuff mm-hmm. for bourbon road hats. We hope you guys come onto our website and check all that stuff out. When you buy something on the bourbonroad.com, you help Brian and I get down to the road to that next distillery. Like next week, we're going to be traveling out to Iowa. We're going to hit a distillery or two out there. We're going to bring them to you. We're going to let you know what we think about those Iowa distilleries. Underwriting those trips and those those uh, adventures we go on is uh, is all as a result of our listeners, you know, taking the time to jump into our, our store and buying a shirt or a hat or a, or a glass or whatever it is. It helps us get down the road. Yeah. You know, one thing that was uh, not to bring up bourbon on the banks too many more times, but one of the things that was interesting, I had that question several times. Where does the money go? Like, why are you selling all this? Like, why do you do this? Yeah. And the the very honest and simple answer is it helps to pay for the things that we want to do for the bourbon road so that we can continue to have these relationships. So to set up the tent at bourbon on the banks, to be able to have the bourbon roadies bar. And to be able to travel to these distilleries and, and do these things that that's where the money goes. Like this is uh this is definitely not our full-time job. You know, Brian, this, you, this is our fun. This is a hobby to us. Mm-hmm. We're doing it because we love it. That's we right. Just, we just like to see that it pays for itself. We love the industry. Yeah. Love it. What a wonderful thing. Great people. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have a show next week, folks. Make sure you're tuning in. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you jump up to the top of your app and you do that. Uh, we'll be sure to come back next week with another great show. But in the meantime, we'll see you down the, the bourbon, bourbon Road. road.